this is the Taco Boat Wellness Podcast with your host, your coach, your Everside Wellness Practitioner, Courtney Handlin. I love tacos and a good play on words as much as the next person. Okay, maybe a little bit more than the next person. But this podcast is about more than just that. Just like each taco can have a variety of toppings, so too is each person's path to wellness. Both tacos and wellness are customizable for each individual. And with each season, it may look a little bit different, and that's totally okay. In this podcast, you'll gain insight from providers here at our Waukesha Clinic and all across Everside Health. We'll even sprinkle in a few local community experts, all to tap into the many areas or toppings of wellness. So let's get this party started and taco about wellness. Welcome to this republishing of an episode that is way back from 2021. So if you have been following on since then or took some time to deep dive back into our older episodes, some of this information might um, be stuff that you've heard before, but I thought it was valuable to share at this time of year in particular uh, because a lot of people do set New Year's resolutions, um, try to change habits and set new goals. And of course, um, being at the middle of January, some of those may have already fallen by the wayside. So I hope that this podcast will help to really help you regain focus and get get restarted if that's what need what is needed so that you can have more success in 2024. Um, this was originally released as two separate episodes. It was a two-part thing, but I have cut it up and made it into one part. Um, also, like I said, the original content was recorded in 2021. So you, um, for those that have been around, may recognize uh, an, an old voice, uh, an old friend. Um, uh, or for those who have not, then now you know why that's coming in. And then, of course, references to the current, current things that were happening um, in 2021. I did want to share too, because for that, we had a teaser. Um, and our number one tip really for this whole thing, uh, above all else, was dropping the all or nothing thinking. Um, so really stepping away from if you didn't do it today, then you failed and you may as well give up or you know the whole week is wasted or the whole day is wasted. Um, and really, I think one of my favorite quotes to challenge that is um maybe quotes isn't the right thing but um if you think about brushing your teeth right generally most people's goal is to brush their two teeth twice a day but even if you're a once a day person or less <laughs> when if you forget to brush your teeth one day or are not able to brush your teeth one day for most people that doesn't turn into not brushing your teeth for the whole month and just giving up on it altogether right if you forget to brush your teeth on a particular day or for whatever reason just can't fit it in, you're probably going to brush your teeth at the next given opportunity. Maybe that's later that day, or maybe that's you know the next morning, whatever it may be. So anytime you find yourself in that all or nothing thinking of like, well, I ate the cookie, I may as well just give up. Oh, this has you know XYZ ingredient in it that I'm trying to avoid, I may as well give up. I didn't make the gym today like I had planned. I may as well give up. I've not been taking my breaks this week because I got busy. I may as well give up. Turn that around, pause yourself there, and think back to the whole brushing your teeth. Would you stop brushing your teeth because you missed it on a Monday morning? 
No, probably not. So with that, I'll let you carry on with the rest of this episode. Um, Like I said, tips for uh, avoiding the pitfalls that are often faced with behavior change. A lot of times we think like, oh, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to do this. I want to travel. I, you know, you have all these big goals, but then that's kind of where it ends. Uh, The common New Year's resolution, right? Where we set the goals, but then within a couple of weeks, uh, we're already have, really have abandoned them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So this is the year, everyone, we're going to help you get started so that you can have a successful 2021, regardless of what happens in the world, we're going to get started right now. So are you ready for that, Tasha? I, yes. Okay. <laughs> so the first pit, pitfall, uh, as I already alluded to is avoiding those ambi- amb- ambiguous goals. Um, so just saying the like, I'm going to lose weight in 2021, or I'm going to do lots of traveling, or uh, but those are probably good enough examples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so making your goals uh, to be smart goals. And if you know Tasha or I outside of this podcast, I'm sure you have heard us beat down about smart goals, probably because that was beat down and drilled in us <laughs> in For, forever college, yeah. into my brain. Um, <laughs> but it's so real it's so important um and so if your goals are just big and loose and there's not like an action plan there you're not going to get anywhere but if you're setting smart goals then your goals are specific measurable attainable they're relevant to what you're doing and they're time bound um and so instead you know instead of just saying i'm going to lose weight maybe it's you know What's a, how much realistic weight can you lose? And what are the steps you're going to take to get there? And a great example that I like to give for setting a SMART, S-M-A-R-T, that acronym, making a goal-specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound, instead of saying, I want to work out more in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you want to work out doing what for how long, how often, and how much? So instead of saying, okay, my resolution is to exercise or work out more, um, a a better way of formatting that would be, I'm going to do my stationary bike for at least 15 minutes, three days a week. That's much, much more measurable and specific um, and make that as realistic and attainable to yourself as you need. Right. Yeah. I love that. Um, Should I share one of my SMART goals for 2021? You should. Okay. So... This is probably going to sound pathetic as a goal to start, but I think it'll help to show the things that we're about to talk about. Um, And it's an exercise goal, so I'm glad you brought that up. Keep in mind, I do plenty of other activity and exercise, but this is really how simple I'm, I'm starting. I know that I need to add more cardio in to my week, like just, you know, good cardio, honest cardio. Um, And so my goal is that at least once a week, I am going to do a 10 minute cardio session, 10 minutes straight, no like frou-frou stuff, 10 minutes of good hard cardio, just once a week. Like it's so simple, but that's what I'm doing. Okay. 
Can okay. you hold me accountable to that? I, I can't. I'm having a hard time, though, keeping a straight face. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you should, like, good, honest cardio. And there you are again, Courtney, with that honesty. Like, it can't be dishonest cardio because no. there's a difference, oh, right? Yes, Apparently. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, like, I go for walks. I go for plenty of walks. Sometimes I take five walks a day between my dog and my coaching clients and my family. But that doesn't um, count. No, I'm not counting that. Right. Like that's like separate. This is right. something that I'm devoting. You know, I'm going to look up a YouTube channel or on an app, you know, that like seven minute workout app, but I'm going to have to do some extra because that's not 10. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I'm writing this down. A session of 10 minutes of straight up cardio focused on me. I got I'm not, it. I'm not, not messing around. Here. I got it. I'm here for you. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. I, thanks for sharing that, Courtney. I think that's important. Um, and another pitfall that we want to share that's really common is um, change shouldn't happen quickly. So just because we're kind of turning the page and starting a new calendar year, um, that doesn't mean that we're in a matter of days or weeks going to undo all of last year's bad habits. So something that we like to remind our coaching clients is that um, real change doesn't happen overnight. Typically, we are trying to change and undo unhealthy habits that we have already been doing for years or maybe our whole life. So um, it's reasonable to expect that any new change will also likely take maybe years. So going into it with that realistic mindset of if you eat a salad for lunch today and you weigh yourself tomorrow, you probably won't and shouldn't expect to weigh less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but you know, after doing, it's about consistency. So um, doing that or whatever you need to do to achieve whatever goal you have consistently days, weeks, and months, um, that's what adds up over time to, to progress and to change. So Courtney will talk more about that later. Yeah. Um, right. And, and, uh, back on, you know, with the, with my goal of doing that 10 minutes of cardio, I also have to not expect that I'm suddenly going to start losing two pounds a week because I'm doing an additional 10 minutes of, of, you know, focused cardio, it's going to take a little bit to add up. Um, so another pitfall would be that you need to make drastic change all at once, uh, which we know is not true. Clearly, I just told the listeners, I'm going to focus on just 10 minutes once a week of added cardio. Um, and so taking those little baby steps can really help you go a long way. That 10 minutes, I think, you know, my hope is that it's going to encourage me that, okay, I can fit in an extra 10 minutes and where else can I fit that in a couple other times during the week? And then I'll feel more confident to go back to maybe those harder cardio classes that I used to enjoy before having two children. Yeah. Yeah. And something I like to share too, I got this years ago from, I don't know, scrolling through the internet, seeing a meme that resonated with health coaching. And it said, no matter how slow you're going, you're still lapping everyone on the couch. And it was just an image of, you know, someone walking versus someone sitting on the couch, munching, you know, on potato chips, watching whatever, a show Netflix didn't exist <laughs> um, 15 years ago. So it was it was quite a while back, I think, in our early career. And I was kind of just perusing through getting good motivational things um, like this. And obviously, here we are 15 years later, still using it. It's still relevant. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, and setting your, you know, that's that lays into so perfectly for like setting yourself up for success by setting the super easy goals so that you can lap everyone else who's still sitting on the couch. Um, because then you can achieve it and you feel good and you're more inclined to keep 
doing more. Yeah, that's something we like to remind people of as well. Progress, not perfection. We have our wonderful clinic manager here, Amy, to thank for that. So she is like-minded um, with us for our personal and professional goals and advice to give ourselves and one another, reminding us that it's not about being perfect 100% of the time. Um, just making little increments of progress is, is the most important thing and really all that you should um, be expecting and wanting yourself to do. So one small thing each day to move you a little bit closer to your long-term goal um, and eventually over time you'll get there yeah and you have brought in now our listeners can't see this of course but we can add it to uh, our show notes um but the, tasha has a picture here for us that shows illustrates so perfectly the importance of small steps and on the one side of the picture it shows a ladder a normal ladder, the way you would look at. And if you ever look at a ladder, there's not a lot of space between the rungs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then on the other side of the picture, it shows a ladder that also goes up very high, but there's big gaps between each rung on the ladder, and it's hard to even reach that first one. And so I think that, you know, it just illustrates so perfectly that those little steps do add up and they are important. So, you know, even if you're setting a goal for, if you want to exercise in the morning and maybe you're starting with you just waking up 10 minutes earlier, you know, waking up 30 minutes early is too much. But if can you wake up 10 minutes earlier and do just, you know, a couple squats, a couple push-ups, a couple lunges, you know, five minutes of exercise and then gradually increase that so that you will get to that goal. Yeah, and this image is courtesy um, of one of our team members, Monica. So she's on the um, health stat wellness team, and she shared this with me uh, some time ago. And I thought, what a perfect image, uh, a visual to represent what we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another pitfall, starting with the largest elephant in the room. Um, we want to do change that might be the best place to start versus um, tackling the biggest problems first. So we always, you know, look at what is the most glaringly obvious thing. So let's say someone comes in um, for health coaching and they're like, okay, I, I want to lose 50 pounds, right? That's, that's a, an easy identifiable goal for them. Well, that's kind of, you know, similar to um, this visual we were referencing with, you know, a person trying to reach the goal of, okay, losing 50 pounds. Well, that's a pretty daunting, um, you know, goal. And so we kind of analogy that to standing at the base of a mountain, right? And looking up at the top versus just looking at what you have right in front of you and just taking that first step. So um, we want to address small, easy changes. A good place to start would be what are you doing right now for eating, exercise, sleep, um, and just do one increment uh, more than what you're doing currently. And then every day, every week, just kind of add on to that and build on to that until, you know, over the course of months or maybe a year or two, um, you have gotten, you know, closer to or met that goal of losing 50 pounds versus, you know, telling yourself every day I have to lose 50 pounds. And, you know, that's how you kind of get into the mindset of, okay, I ate a salad and I'm on the scale and I'm not down 50 pounds yet. So it's not worth it. And I'm just gonna, you know, throw it, you know, <laughs> give up and, and throw my hands up and go back to what I was doing. So really about mentally um, setting yourself up for success. And I think too, sometimes when I have people in 
who have a lot of goals or, you know, really big lofty goals, it seems to help them if I ask them, like, what lights you up the most? What piques your interest the most? In starting with with that, you know, where what excites them the most? And, you know, if that is if they hate vegetables and they don't want to talk about eating salads or they really don't like exercise, well, let's start with what's what seems easy for you um, or most exciting. And maybe it is the, you know, working on better bedtime routines that's going to ultimately give them more energy to be able to get that workout in or doing the the, the planning ahead. Um, actually, that leads us to one last pitfall that we want to make sure we share today. Um, and that is not planning ahead. Um, so, and really I'm thinking about, um, you know, the, the barriers, planning ahead for possible barriers is important to think about, um, but also just not, if you don't take time to plan in general, that can be hazardous. So things like scheduling, actually scheduling that exercise in. So knowing that you want to work out three days a week is awesome, but where, you know, thinking about what days are those most likely going to fit best and what time of day are they going to fit best and have you tried to work out in the morning before and it never works well maybe we should talk about why that never works um and, and think about other times of the day that might work better or how we could make that time of day work better for you um also same thing like if you're eating healthy if you're eating salads you know how are you going to get those salads you need to make time to plan you need to plan in your trips to the grocery store to do your meal planning and um, so that planning piece is so important. And I'm not just saying that because I am a nerd when it comes to planning. It's the scientific proof. We do have research and evidence to back us up on these. <laughs> we're not, you guys are not just um, throwing these out there. So, so yeah, thanks, Courtney, for that, that piece on um, planning as a pitfall commonly. Um, when someone comes in and, and they say, okay, this is this is the goal or goals I want to work towards, um, and they may already, to their credit, have an idea of where they want or need to start. So if they say, okay, I, I need to eat more vegetables, incorporate you know, healthier, um, high-nutrient, low-calorie foods into my diet, so you know, I'm going to go out and do that, and they come back after a week and say, yeah, I, that didn't happen. Um, maybe because they didn't know where to start. And so any change that we make is going to require change elsewhere. It's sort of a ripple effect. So, um, you know, if we're going to implement a new behavior, whether it's dietary exercise or otherwise into our lifestyle, it will likely require us to, you know, like I said, restructure and move things around um, in our routine elsewhere to accommodate for that new habit. So something that we tell people is that if you fail to plan, then you can probably plan on failing. And that is a fun, um, but but very true and kind of easy to remember saying that I picked up years ago and I apologize because I can't recall, um, you know, the, the words of wisdom where I originally heard that, but it's held true over the years um, and something that we, again, pass on to our clients and then help kind of make this make sense. So remember to make a plan, stick to your plan before you start, that sets you up for success. So the first pitfall we're going to share today is that some people think, you know, change should be easy. If it's if it's the right thing for me, then it should be easy. Um, and we're just here to clear that up. Some real talk here and say that it might not be easy. And that is it's OK. It's OK if it's not easy. Um, and you probably are going to need to put some effort into it, which is also OK. Hate to break it. Yes. I mean, <laughs> like we said in the, the previous 
episode part one, pick the pick the changes that are easy and start there. But overall, it might take a while and it might be hard all together compiled together, but it's okay. Um, and it's probably a good thing if you're having to really put in some effort and make some change because it's far easier to just go with the same old habits, the same old routine, go through the motion. Whereas it takes extra effort to go to the grocery store, to plan some exercise and like actually put on those shoes and roll out the mat. That takes a lot of extra emotional, mental, physical effort to follow through on those changes that you're making. So another pitfall is I can do this all by myself or I don't need anyone. I want to do it alone. Um, maybe it's, you know, a pride thing. Maybe it's you want to prove it to yourself thing. Um, maybe it's you don't feel like you have anyone else thing to support you during, you know, your resolution. And hopefully it's more than just a resolution. You know, hopefully it's, it is the journey to a healthier, um, optimal well-being for yourself. But that is a pitfall. So we also, as I mentioned in part one, um, you know, it's not just our opinion. We do have research and, and evidence and statistics to back us up on this. You will be more successful um, if you surround yourself with a support system, you know, your social network, whether it's um, family, relatives, friends, neighbors, um, coworkers, your health coaches, um, like myself and Courtney, you know, the more people who know what you are working towards, the more people that can help hold you accountable to it and should, you know, hopefully be um, concerned and, and, you know, asking how you're doing and, and how they can help. So that rule really set you up for success so that you um, don't have to go it alone. And can I just say that I think that's true in all walks of life, not just behavior change, but yeah. anywhere you look. Absolutely. I mean, the, there's a reason that long ago people lived in like a tribe or a community because you're safer in numbers. You're more successful in numbers. And something I like to tell um, to, like for my personal coaching um, approach with in particular, a new person when they come in to meet me for the first time for health coaching is, look, just because I'm a health coach doesn't mean that I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm human too. And I tell people that even a health coach needs someone to coach them. So find that accountability person for you, maybe outside of or in addition to coaching with, again, someone like myself or Courtney, because, you know, you may see us or talk to us, let's say once a week or less than that. You know, that leaves a lot of time in between um, to where you could potentially have a pitfall and slip up. So again, the more people who know, verbalize and share your goals, the more people that can support you. Mm -hmm. And there's so many other resources out there too, uh, like digitally that you can, you can tap into as well if you feel like your inner circle isn't quite in the same space as you, um, so that you can still feel supported. Uh, so another pitfall that is common is we assume, you know, when we're really motivated, especially like at the beginning of the year with those New Year's resolutions, and we feel like well, I've got a lot of willpower and it's really strong. And we assume that the environment that's around us doesn't matter because we're on it. We're so ready to go. Um, but the thing is that change. So like we said, change is hard and you're going to it'll help you if you make adjustments to your environment. So just like someone who is working to quit smoking or quit using tobacco, they, they change things in their environment. You know, maybe they don't allow smoking in the car anymore or they don't stash cigarettes in the car. Um, 
Same thing for any other behavior change. You know, look around you and see how can you change your environment. Don't leave a candy dish out where you you know you can see it all day and it's calling your name. Um, same with you know cookie dishes. I have found this myself. Like if I have a cookie dish and it sits out on the counter, I'm much more likely to grab that um, cookie, whatever it is. But if I put it up in the cupboard, it's out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Um, another pitfall that's kind of related to that is waiting for motivation to show up. Um, you know, usually we are highly motivated after um, a big life event happens, maybe to ourselves or to someone that we care about. And we have this epiphany of, oh, my gosh, I need to change my ways. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, Courtney, whether that's quitting smoking or, um, you know, managing our weight, lowering cholesterol, managing diabetes, blood pressure, et cetera, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, typically we are highly motivated after some type of event um, happens and, and sparks a fire under us. But while that's good, maybe initially you know, time might diminish that motivation, which is why we recommend um, making your goals. It's even more important to have them small. You know, make your goals so that they are manageable and so that they don't really require a ton of motivation. Um, I like to tell my coaching clients, make your goals so small and so easy that you can't possibly say no to doing them. So it's really easy to say no. I, you know, I'm not feeling motivated enough to choose a salad over, you know, pick literally probably anything else. <laughs> and um, if you listened to part one of this topic, or if you will, after this, you'll hear me kind of pick on salads as, as my, um, you know, giving these examples personally, because I'm not a huge fan of salads. I get my veggies in elsewhere, um, but also because that's a really common scenario that does come up in coaching especially when we're talking about nutrition is, well, I had a salad or I eat salads every day, you know, why aren't I, why aren't I healthier or why haven't I lost more weight? Um, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe what we think is the most obvious choice, you know, the, in this case, a salad over something else isn't necessarily the answer. So think about something that is still going to get you close to your goal, making a step in the right direction, but smaller and easier to, to sustain. Does that make sense, Courtney? Yeah, it does. And I think I, I just want to jump onto that and add that, um, you know, if you if you have a goal of, I hate to keep using this as an example, because I know it's not in everyone's world, but if you have a goal of wanting to lose weight and you know you need to go to the gym or you need to have exercise, but you're just not motivated to do the exercise, then maybe that's not where you should be focusing your goal. What I love about wellness is that there are so many pieces. And so just because there's one part that you real, you know you need to get started, but you just really don't like doing that, that doesn't mean you can't still be working towards a healthier self, towards a better you, because there's always things we can work on improving. And maybe it's just if it is exercise that you are like, this is really my missing piece, maybe you need to step back and that motivation will come as you start to explore other types of exercise. You know, if you're just, you just know like a little handful and you don't like any of them, well, yeah, it's going to be hard. If you think exercise is just going for a run or going on your elliptical for 60 minutes, I mean, yeah, that's, 
that could be boring, but there's other ways you could get it in. And challenging, you know, right. running. When people, yeah. ask, when people ask us, okay, I'm going to start exercising. What is the best exercise? You know, the, the best answer and the answer that we give is it's whatever you enjoy and can safely do. If we responded to that question by saying, go for a run or <laughs> get on your elliptical for an hour, I mean, some of the looks we would probably get... Yeah. <laughs> much less, um, you know, turning all people off to coaching, I think. So again, tailor your goal um, and the steps to get there to yourself. You know yourself better than anyone else. So what's going to work for you, make it make sense for you and your and your routine and your current lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And the current lifestyle is really the key, like that current season of life. Um, if you hate the cold, you can't, and but you liked running, five years ago, you can't expect that suddenly you're going to enjoy running five years later in the freezing cold. Why not? Hate the cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you might also like starting with running might not be the best idea if you haven't done anything. So you really need to start with where you're at. Um, and just a little teaser for part one, if you hadn't heard, and I have a goal for 2021 that sounds really silly and it'll probably evolve as the year goes on. But you know, you need to start with what's going to fit into your life at that time, not what you used to do five, 10 years ago when you were in your prime health. Um, so another pitfall that we want to share, and I will admit that this is probably going to sound um, really silly coming from me. Like, just so, yeah, obviously, Courtney would say that kind of thing. She knows I'm going to tease her. That's why <laughs> I she <know>. said that. <laughs> I should have had you sit, share this one. No one's going to believe this is true. So you're going to have to back me up. But okay. The pitfall is focusing on the negatives. That's a pitfall. And what I mean by that is putting all your focus on, like, pounds lost or putting all your focus on, like, I am ne I'm not going to have any soda. I'm not going to have any cookies. I'm not going to have any this, that, that. Okay, those are all negatives, right? So what you really should be doing instead is focusing on the positives, focusing on what you can do, what is in your control. So instead, focusing on, an example would be like focusing on how many servings of fruits and vegetables can you get a day? How many minutes of activity or how many minutes of stretching? How many minutes of walking? How many um, ounces of water can you drink that you're hopefully drinking instead of the soda, et cetera? Um, got anything to back me up so they buy that? Yes. <laughs> no, positivity. I, I'm, um, I will. Yeah, I, I was thinking kind of listening to what you were saying, Courtney. How I think about this is if I tell you, Courtney, whatever you do, don't picture elephants right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What are you and probably uh, everyone elephants. else who's listening? Yeah. A rainbow of elephants. Exactly. Just a big herd surrounding, right? So, um, but so if same kind of thing, if we tell ourselves, okay, I, I can't do it for these reasons, or don't think about this, or whatever I do, I can't do that. Um, our, our brain doesn't really interpret like the can't, won't, shouldn't, um, don't, it kind of just focuses on the, the end, um, adjective or objective, which is, you know, in this example, elephant. Right. Um, so if we say, okay, if we instead, your Courtney, to your point, say, 
I can make time for five minutes of walking today, and then you do, or I can um, have a piece of whole wheat toast instead of the white Wonder Bread, you know, that my kids love to eat in the cabinet, um, and focusing and telling yourself on what you can or will do, um, that is a big mindset shift, and that's really where we have to start in health coaching. So when people come in and and they say, I want to accomplish X, Y, or Z. We typically want to start at ground, you know, at, at the baseline um, and, and build a foundation up from there. And typically people overlook that part because they're kind of just looking at, we talked about in the last episode in part one, you know, they their focus goes to the biggest elephant in the room, which was the example that yeah. we gave. Ironically, yeah. we didn't plan this, no. I promise. <laughs> Coincided with um, the elephant example right now. But so it's really easy to pick out the most glaringly obvious thing to change and then just kind of hone in on that instead of maybe, you know, we say pick your battles, right? Kind of focusing on and picking up easier things to accomplish along the way that will build you up to that bigger long-term goal. Yeah. Well said. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're just in it because I backed you up on your last point. <laughs> no, actually, I just, and I, I think elephants are cool. So I, I'm, I'm okay with the, double, the double connection yeah. to elephants. I think they could probably teach us a lot about so too. mindfulness and making choices like that your body, like doing what your body needs to do. And, you know, if you can't reach to that top of that tree, find a way to get there to help you get there. Oh, that's Take good. those little steps. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Very Getting inspirational. Yeah. <laughs> Be an elephant, people. Be the elephant. Okay. So I think, was there anything else you wanted to wrap up on that pitfall point, Courtney? No, I think we... We really dove in on that one. <laughs> I think so too. Um, hopefully you followed us and enjoyed all of the, the turns um, that we took for that point. So the last thing that we'll leave you with is treat your shopping cart like your stomach. If it ends up in your house, it will be eaten. If you're anything at all like myself or Courtney or probably a number of other people, um, that rule of thumb is very helpful. I, for example, if I put Oreos into my cart with the best intention of saving them for, you know, neighbor kids or, you know, my younger sister, if she comes over, um, that will not happen. Like I said, I may have good intentions, but if I know those Oreos are in my house somewhere, I will find them and I will eat them. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> treat, you know, whenever you go shopping, um, shop like, you know, you're shopping for your goal, for your health. You want to bring home healthy things that won't be tempting to you later. I love that. And I think too, it like, again, we're going to dive in deep here, but um, thinking about like, do I want to fuel my body with Oreos? Like, how's that going to feel? And if I am able to not eat them, but then who am I letting eat them? Like, who am I feeding them to? Um, and so that's a whole nother thing. And if we, if I only have two and someone else only has two, someone else only has two, that still leaves half a pack somehow this is very rare I'm sure. pack, it's very rare i'm sure <laughs> but i'm just thinking of like the food waste issue too right like if if only a couple of people are eating that and they're they're not going to be finished by you um then like the waste that goes into that and too. we can't have that happen no. i can't let oreos go right to waste. you can't let oreos go to waste you're going <laughs> to eat them you're going to eat them you i will give them a good home don't worry about that <laughs> so yeah that's really good can we just can i just repeat that for myself treat your shopping cart like your stomach if it goes into the shopping cart it's probably going to be it's going to go in your body yeah, yeah. right yeah um that's good that's, that's another really good. yeah i kind of 
uh, sorry, I'm gonna give myself credit for thinking of that one because yeah. I can't, I mean, I, I didn't hear that from anyone or anywhere else, um, but I did kind of adapt it from the recommendation of when you go shopping in the grocery stores to stick to the perimeter. Shop the perimeter, avoid the inner aisles. It's where a lot of the processed, packaged, canned, um, frozen, preserved foods are. So the perimeter of grocery stores is the fresh meat, deli, produce area. Um, that's where you are going to get your healthiest, um, biggest bang for your buck calorie-wise um, uh, is the perimeter shopping. So of course, people always say, well, you know, the ice cream and frozen food section is in the perimeter sometimes, too. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? If <laughs> yes, I think you know our point, though. You get what yes. we're trying to say. So, you know, kind of just to get one more step and said, regardless of where you need to go for your shopping, yeah. if you go into those inner aisles, which I think we all have to at some point, remember to treat your shopping cart like your body, whatever you end up bringing home will probably get eaten. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I like that better than the shop the perimeter because there are things in the regular aisles that are healthy, you know, like lentils exactly. and beans. Right, and, right. Um, and there are things to, you know. Yeah, there's ice cream in the right. perimeter sometimes. Right. <laughs> so, okay, let it be known, world. <laughs> Natasha Schultz oh my gosh. has this quote, treat your shopping cart like your stomach. Oh my gosh. It's out there. We're going to send it into the WHO and the <laughs> National I, I paid her. Institute. Yeah, yeah, I paid her to say this. Oh, yes. <laughs> she didn't. She's just so smart. Oh so my gosh. if you need to tap into the intelligence and the smartness that we have right here, uh, please feel free to contact us. Or the humor, if nothing else. Yes, if, if, you need, else. if you need a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tasha, anything else that we need to add to this today? I don't I think, think so. We, we don't want to overwhelm people. Yeah. There's two episodes worth of, of, of tips and tricks I here. think this is pretty good. Yes. All right. Well, if you do have any questions or you want to talk more about this, um, please shoot us an email. You can also leave us a voice message, which this is fun. I'm just going to share this. I think my understanding is that there's a link in the, every podcast episode where listeners could click it and send us a voicemail with their questions or comments or et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not, we might be able to play those recordings in the episode. If you don't want us to do that, just say, um, but if you do have questions, we could, you could submit them and we could say that in the episode, you know, this was something that was submitted and this is our response. Um, so feel free to check that out. I'm so glad we got to talk about wellness today, and I'm especially thankful for you, our audience. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions from this episode, please feel free to shoot me an email. For our Waukesha Everside members, if you would like to chat about how the concepts you heard in this episode can fit into your own personal taco of life, call to schedule a coaching appointment. If you really love this episode, be sure to give us five stars and share it with a friend. Everyone can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Waukesha Employee Health and Wellness. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode. See you on the first Tuesday of every month for Taco Tuesday. Until then, bye!